Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beat. I'm tongue-twisted here, Brendan. I'm on my third podcast of the week, second podcast of the week at this point, so sorry about all that, but welcome back. I'm, of just course, a, Nick Bomburner. Just a beast. Along with Brendan. Are you, are you mixing them up at this point? Like, talking to no. to Burke, being like, hey, no, because let's talk some Michigan football. No, because we haven't, like, Austin and I haven't. There hasn't been much Michigan football, so that is the one thing that we haven't. Uh, when if right. Michigan comes back, like if the Big Ten comes back, as as some many are hoping, uh, sooner than later this fall, then then maybe mm. we'll have some mm. wires crossed. But probably not. We'll be all right. We did a lot of podcasts last fall too, so we'll plug your new line. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, one of these years <laughs> with myself and Chris Burke. Chris has been on the beat actually. I believe we had him on around draft time. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're going back and looking through. Um, I think it's probably somewhere in the archives. I know we had him on here at some point. So, yeah, Chris and I, one of these years, Lions podcast. I'll be doing a lot of Lions this fall, of course, as we wait for uh, Michigan and Michigan State to sort of, or the Big Ten, I guess, to figure out what they're doing. But um, that'll be a weekly show uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Google, all those great places that you listen to podcasts. So go check us out. Give us a rating and review. And uh, that's the end of my plugs for now until we get into the Manscaped reads later, I guess. How are we doing, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're great, Nick. We're just great. Uh, back off the road for a little bit here, uh, off to the U.S. Open next week at Wingfoot in New York. There we go. Um, Picking up. There's a, there's a lot going on, man. Yeah, it's the good, though, right? Like I, I'm, like, busy, <laughs> I think. Like, I think I can qualify myself as that right now. Like, that's, yeah. it feels good. It feels different, uh, given what we had through May, June, July. Um, so, I'll take it. I'll take it. Hang it in there. No doubt. But the uh, – I want to touch on this up top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mailbag today, but we got something up top. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I feel like we probably should do this more often, but it's, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't thank everyone out there. Mm-hmm. All, uh, we, I assume most of the listeners here uh, are subscribers as well. And this week, uh, The Athletic formally announced that, that um, we've crossed the million subscriber threshold. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many people were like, were like, oh, that's interesting, or, or thought that that was like an impressive thing. But like, I can tell you when I joined this company, whatever the hell it was, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, 17. there you go. Um, we talked about reaching a hundred thousand subscribers. Like, like this is going to be a difficult goal to get to this this number. Right. And meanwhile, uh, Alex Mather. And Adam Hansman, our, our the co-founders of the company, were already talking about when we reach a million. And it was like this just the most ludicrous <laughs> comment, you know, where you're just like, all right, well, these these two delusional guys in San Francisco um, think we're going to get there. But, um, yeah, we reached 100,000 and, and then we've since reached a million. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of you have been in since the very early days Um a lot of you probably joined when Nick came aboard, and uh, and yeah, we just want to say thanks um, for for reading, for for renewing, for sticking with us, for maybe kind of seeing what we're what we're trying to make this outlet to be, um, and the type of content that that we hope to produce. Um, you know, you guys being on board with it is what keeps it going. Yeah, that's a great. I mean, when I I remember it was two thousand seventeen because I remember you coming, you called me right after you met Craig. For your interview, right? And and I remember, and you were like, you know, we need to do this. You need to do it too. And I was like, uh, like I don't know. I mean, it was so new. And I remember the first time I talked to Craig, it was like, and this was 2017, and I was like, I'd barely heard of the company. I didn't really know what it was. Um, I knew what it was, right. but I'd barely, you know, heard of it. And I was still like super nervous about it. And I just was too scared. Like I was like, I can't do this, right? And then as time went on, and it was not that much time. But as time went on from 2017 through, you know, whatever, that first year, probably, it became, as an outside person looking in, it became impossible to not know more about mm-hmm. what the company was because it continued to grow at this crazy rate. I remember the first time I talked to Craig, the thing I said to him at the end was I said, I hope this works because it sounds like the coolest thing anyone's ever, but I don't know if it will, but I hope it does because that would be awesome for everybody. And within like short order, it did. And it only did because people bought into it. And that's the thing that, that's the thing that really kind of blew me away is I just didn't know what the general public's reaction would be to 
hey, we're just going to present you with a lot of really cool shit and we hope you are interested enough in it to pay for it. And people right. said, yeah, we're, we're good. Because in, in, a, in a lot of cases, the stuff out there was was falling apart in, in other areas. And, you know, if you're going to offer sure. quality instead. And, and so, yeah, big hearty thank you. And we'll be forever appreciative uh, to folks who not only subscribe here, but everywhere else. Because you see now that a lot of other places are doing the same thing and they're following mm -hmm. in that in that path. And I think that's the way it should be. Um, everybody that works at the, at the Athletic works, and we can say this, Brendan, we can speak for all the people in Detroit and everywhere else, works tirelessly to consistently provide something different, uh, something deeper or cool or whatever it is. And to see that stuff get rewarded is um, is really, really cool. So, uh, you know, tell a friend if you haven't already. And um, thanks so much for the first million. Hopefully get to the next million or two here uh, sooner than the first time. Probably would have gotten there faster. a little bit faster if your if your dumbass head would have just come <laughs> up in the been, first place. Hadn't been such a coward. If I hadn't been such a coward, we might have got there a month earlier. Who knows, right? But in any event, we're there now, and everything's going well. So I mean, like it's yeah. I mean, it's been really cool to see the continued growth of it. I mean, even even yeah. during this year, right? I mean, like what was it March when all this started? Nobody knew what the hell was going to happen. It was a crazy couple yeah. months. Still is crazy, but. Um, you know, and it's a little bittersweet. I mean, we yeah. had, you know, everyone, everyone had that moment in time where we didn't know what was going to happen. And, and, you know, the, the up top, they had to make some hard yeah. decisions and, you know, we lost, we lost over 40 employees. We lost, we, we had to cut 8% of our workforce. Right. And those are people that I know a lot of that have, have had, have found jobs, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there are a lot of talented people and, and some I think are still, still looking. So, um, yeah, just trying to grind through and, and make it to the other side of this thing. And hopefully uh, the company comes out that much stronger. And uh, But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, certainly don't take anything for granted. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And I mean, I just, it's, it's if you look across, I'm not going to try to get too deep in the bragging here. But if you look, acro get deep, if you look across the board <laughs> at sports writing in the current landscape, um, I don't know where you're finding better value than this. And I would have probably said that if I was still working it somewhere else, <laughs> because it's true. I mean, like it's not, there's not going to be a better uh, value for your dollar. I mean, you literally, if you, you get everything, you sign up for the, you know, we've got promotion right now. What is it? $1, uh, $1 for, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, you get everything. It's not just this or, you know, like something else Brendan writes or whatever else. It's literally everything. So check us out, give it a shot. If you haven't already, if you're on the fence, get off the damn fence and get in because uh, we've got great stuff coming for you uh, for the rest of the year for sure. Good job. All right. Um, mailbag yes. time, my man. All right. Do you, uh, you got some stuff pulled? I got a few why from don't you, my why uh, you start us out with one? soliciting this morning. Um, Go for it. Okay. What, uh, let's see. This is from Greg. Uh, will, there, will there be a college football coach fired this year? <sighs> Well, one already quit. Uh, <laughs> Who, who's that? Southern Miss, I believe. Was it Southern Miss's coach? He just, he just peaced uh, out. Let me look and make sure it was already. I want to say it was Southern Miss because I don't want to. Uh, Jay Hobson, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't know all the details on that one. Uh, yeah, but he quit. And they already had a game. I believe Southern Miss already played a season uh, or played a game this season, correct? Uh, they're all in one. They got smoked. So, they, <laughs> so we already had a guy quit. So that's something. Will a coach wow. get fired? Uh, my initial gut reaction on that, back when like we were sitting here in like April and May, and everything was so you know like no one knew what was going to happen. Like I can remember, for example, like we're talking in the NFL draft to some of these GMs and coaches, and they're like, "Man, this is really we're going to really change the way we we operate." You know, we're going to spend less time in the office. And I'm like, no, I'm like yeah. you know sitting here like, yeah, no, you're not. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would believe a coach is going to get fired this year, probably. So I would, uh, I'm going to have to uh, see it to believe it that some of these folks are going to, you know, take the, all this into consideration and not fire and not not fire someone if they believe they have cause to do so. I mean, I, odds are, I would think that yeah, we'll see that. I don't know. When. I would bet any any amount yeah. of money yeah. that at least somebody will be fired. Probably in a big year. job. I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be there's there's always going to be an AD somewhere who wants to make a decision. Or finds a reason to do something. Shit! Remember when? Uh, what was it? Western Western fired Steve Hawkins like three days after the world shut down. You yeah, remember they that did. shit? They did. Yeah, and like just nothing. If, like it, they yeah. fired him and then ended up just promoting his associate. Right. And we're like, <laughs> oh well, whatever. When you fire someone and then just promote someone who was on that stamp, that 
not a good sign. Not a good sign. Like not, you know, and I mean, like, I'm sure that that'll, I mean, right now I feel like everybody's just like, let's just get through. I mean, it's going to be dependent right on probably how far these leagues can go. So like, right. If the SEC, they're supposed to start what, like two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Like if they can make it all the way through Mm -hmm. and if one of these teams chokes and doesn't play the way that they've, their fan base is not, I shouldn't even say chokes because the situation they're put in here. But right, if they don't, right. if they don't play up to their fan base's crazy, ridiculous expectation, uh, yeah, I'd bet, I'd bet the odds somebody gets fired. I mean, it wouldn't no shock doubt. me at all. Um, the fir- the first one that that'll be the bigger question, right? Is who's the first one that's going to do it? Because that's what'll happen. Somebody'll do it, and then the floodgates will open. Right. It'll be, it'll just feel super normal again. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on there being no being no coaching carousel in twenty twenty. I, I have to assume we'll see. See one at some point, right? And then on the ba- like on the basketball side, if they actually get through a full year, like there were very little, cha- there were very few changes last yeah. year, and there were a lot of guys who basically just hung on because of the circumstances. So like, right. I'll be very curious to see next spring if they get through the basketball season. It could be just a total overhaul, like all over the place, um, guys shuffling and moving all over. So, yeah, I mean. Um, the amount of coaches that like I've talked to who were like uh, was not expecting to still be in this job, you know, people who thought that they were going to move up, that's, move yeah. out, move over, you know what I mean? Like people are just like kind of now just still where they were unexpectedly. Uh, a lot of that around. Yeah, and I would think that that's. I mean, Jay Hobson is the first one to to resign. I mean, I I would think you'll see quite a bit of movement too. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. coaches and ads and people deciding to change. I mean, that's just part of the game at this point. Um, It'll happen. I mean, it'll, it'll happen one way or the other. If this thing, if they're going to play, all things are back on the table, including that. As far as I, as far as I'm concerned, that's just how the sport works. Yeah. All right. All right. What do you got from uh, Brad? It says Nick, is your wife taking advantage of the lack of a se- college season, and have you uh, booked up with corn mazes and pumpkins, pumpkin patches uh, every Saturday for the rest of the year? And then he says, my condolences. Um, I don't know. That remains to be seen. I have already been to, uh, we went to, um, Domino's Farms' petting zoo a couple weeks ago. Last week. <laughs> Maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't remember now. And I was like, well, this is something. <laughs> I was like, this is different. This was my first fall trip to something like this in 15 years, I would say, probably. A Labor Day was, oh we- Labor Day was weird for me. <laughs> really weird. I... Haven't had a Labor Day off or what? I mean, I wasn't off. I guess I worked, but like the whole thing was still strange. Like the time I have football, normally Labor Day, that Monday was always the first news conference after the first game, right? And, every, and right. I, my Labor Day, <laughs> my Labor Day memories are always driving to the stadium without traffic because there's never anybody on the road. So it was always one of those type of things. But that was a weird one. I have no idea. I mean, these Saturdays, I've, I've gotten asked that more than I can think. What are you going to do if the Big Ten doesn't do anything every Saturday? I've still got lines on Sundays, but um, uh, probably a corn maze or two in my, <laughs> my future, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Let's start calling you Pumpkin Patch, man. When are you going to get out it's there? Pumpkin Patch? That's what that's what Brad was yeah. saying. I mean, I would think that <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it to November 1 without having to go to something like that. I would think before it's all said and done. And maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. I haven't been in a long time. Are you uh, a pumpkin cider mill guy? I, I can't. I can't say. No. Yeah. I can't. I can't say. It's a. It's always a good. I know it's always a good gift. Yeah. For like, if you're going to you know someone's house or something like that, you go pick up some cider, apple yeah. cider. It's like that. I've just learned this from being in Michigan. This is just what <laughs> Michigan people do. They're like, I'm gonna go buy a cider and a pie or something like that's just what people do. I here. have no. So. <laughs> I don't know how people live. Like you know me. I don't know how other regular people live their lives. I just know, like, we've been doing this for so long, like, that's... And then even in this situation, like, it never even hit me until we got to, like, this weekend, and people said... I, I swear to God, I get reminded probably nine times last week that it was Labor Day weekend because we were talking right. about, like, planning on certain things, and they're like, well, it's a, it's a holiday weekend. I'm like, holiday? What the hell are you talking I'm like, oh, yeah, Labor... I'm like, I... It's a completely foreign concept. It's just never something that entered my I, life. I've thought about that with uh, Thanksgiving, if, sure. If, there you go. That's another great one. It, you know that, like, I haven't had Thanksgiving dinner with my family oh. since 2010. Buddy, you don't want to start uh, that precedent. And, if you, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. I mean, but it's not going to. I don't think it's going to happen yeah, either way. 
you know, I think they're going to get college basketball off the off the ground um, late November, and uh, luckily I won't have to deal with that. That'd be <laughs> weird. I did really uh, weird. the last time I did the full <laughs> everybody like the big table Thanksgiving dinner was when it was I was because of, I was all, I was randomly in New York for work. And my wife's family, right. yeah. So that was like 2012. I want to say is when we the last time I had like a big full table one. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I didn't even think about that. Thanksgiving could be different. Yeah, I've, I've had them in uh, random restaurants in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with with the Michigan State crew or at uh, Mark Snyder and I once ball. ate at Paris in uh, in Vegas on a layover. Nice <laughs> on Thanksgiving nice. Day. I I had a couple Thanksgivings with Mark. Yeah. We. Uh, there was one, I think, I want to say Atlantis, the buffet, the oh, Thanksgiving yeah. buffet. Yeah. Me, Mark, and Rod, I would assume. Like, I think Mark, Rod was there. Dylan was probably there. Um, and, like, that's now the normal. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Because, like, I think like, Mark and I were coming back from – oh, it must have been Maui because there was Thanksgiving – the Maui, Michigan right. to Maui. And we had this, like, massive layover, and we ate – we had uh, – I think it was Paris, the buffet. We bought – I remember we bought, I remember we bought the, uh, like, power pass to get to cut the line – to get like at the front, but it was, uh, that was good. It was better than I've had some worse Thanksgiving dinners over the years. I can say that without exception, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. It's going to be strange for you. I, I, you're not in that yet. Cause you're, I guess golf is probably weird right now for you in terms of scheduling, but basketball wouldn't. wouldn't yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy yeah. that the U S open is this week or next week. Right. And the, the masters in November will be surreal. Yeah, that'll be the one. Um, but you know, basketball, when the first week of November hits, and there is no basketball. That'll probably be a little yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, it'll probably it'll be sad, to be honest. Yeah, August you know, was that, rough. that, that yeah. feeling is the the fa- it's it's my favorite thing, yeah. and especially getting to cover Michigan State when you open the season with the Champions Classic every year, and it's just these like Titan matchups, and you're just especially when it's you know in, in New York, and you're just like this is just the yeah, best. Yeah. It is the best, you know, and uh, you know that's. That's when kind of the fan comes out of me. It's the it's the scene, it's the magnitude of the game when I, I kind of get that 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 feeling. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know what the hell these schedules are going to look like, but I think they're playing at some point. So at least I have something to look forward to. Like I feel bad for guys like you, where it's just this. You're just kind of in this void, and you're like, there might be football, there might not be. I football. mean, I've, I've I I've had know. the benefit of being <laughs> able to sink into the lion. I mean. I've done so yeah. much NFL in August, um, and it's been good because I last year I was playing catch up. I feel like on the on that one, and by the time I caught up, the Lions, the Lions were just a hopeless mess in terms of the season. So it was whatever. But so in that sense, it's been good. But yeah, the the lack of college stuff. I'm you know like the beginning of August was the rough one where we got mm-hmm. to the beginning of August and they weren't, you know. I mean, and again, we've talked about this on other episodes. You've read the tea leaves at the time, and it was like they're not playing, at least not on time and not even close to certainly on time. And you were, and that was a tough one. Even on the day right. that it finally got, you know, postponed, it was that was a much more difficult day personally for me to process than I ever thought it would be. Like that's, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I don't know what I thought it would be or wouldn't be. But that day, because I drove up to – when we got the word that they were doing it, I drove up and just kind of sat in my car outside of uh, Schimbeckler and watched those guys come in to that team meeting and leave. Yeah. And I drove home and was like, Jesus, like this, it hit me on the drive home. Like this is not happening. And like, they're not going to budge off this unless some drastic things change, which maybe they will. And maybe, you know, obviously we've Mm -hmm. seen testing changes since then. So, you know, you know, knock on wood and hopefully they can find a way to do it safe. But, uh, yeah, it's been weird for sure, and it continues to sort of be weird. I don't want that feeling to get normal of us just sitting here without college football. I, you know, I've, I've been happy to to do a lot more stuff with the NFL. In a lot of ways, it's been cool and been fun for me because it's something different. But um, I, I still am just crushed for these kids who are watching these Big Ten players. Yeah. Like these seniors, my God. Like, you know, this uh, mm-hmm. Carlo Kemp at Michigan or, you know, somebody at Mich- – like trying to think of another kid like uh, – other kids at Michigan State who are Michigan State's a younger team and they're in a different situation, but these guys that are like right on the fringe of like being right there, you need one more senior, you know, a senior year to really push forward, right? And to not have that, ugh, like it's it's tough. And if other leagues are going to play and they can't play, that is going to be very very difficult uh, for them going forward. And there's really no other way to explain that one. No so. doubt, no doubt. The uh, all right, let's. 
Let's try to get pick things up a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Our sponsor today is Manscaped. Manscaped has you covered to keep your hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. You guys know the deal at this point. Are you faithful listeners? Um, you know, if you're not taking care of your of your business then uh, you know, you're just a disappointment not only to yourself but to the significant other in your life. So um, <laughs> the premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. We all know how important that is. You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver. Now we're talking Reviver. Uh, that, that crop reviver is a ball toning spray, both super practical and they smell great too. Plus, for a limited time only, when you order uh, the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts the shed travel bag and the manscaped anti chafing boxer briefs. You know, it's always good to take this stuff on the road, then you take care of your business in a hotel. And you don't have to worry about cleaning up the trimmings in your uh, in your home domicile. That's that's the way to do this. So get the little travel kit and uh, take care of your business while on the road. Uh, let the Marriott people have to worry about it. So uh, there's also Manscaped boxer briefs that have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy supported. Waistband is also super elastic to reduce chafing, rubbing, and if you're maybe a little bit of a fatty, very important. Pair these boxer briefs with pH balancing liquid products like the crop preserver and you need and everything else that you need. Uh, you got to try this out for yourself, folks. Get 20% off free shipping with code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. This is from Chris. Oh, this is a dangerous question. Uh, or, or I might have to tread a little bit lightly here. What's the best story that both of you have about each other? <laughs> like getting kicked out of a hotel in Indy, <laughs> I believe could be one. <laughs> I've never been kicked out of a hotel. Uh, I've never been kicked <laughs> yeah, out of a hotel. Right. Oh, wait, I, that's, that's not true. I was in, oh, here we go. Uh, in, in Ireland. Somebody's. <laughs> somebody's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, best one, I'm trying to think think of, uh, times over the, okay, I don't know. I mean, tread lightly. Okay, I got one. This is a good one. This is my favorite. This will be, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to speak ill of anyone because it's not something really that's that big of a deal, but this will give insight. This isn't like a ha ha, whatever. This is like, this will give insight into what Brendan's like as a writer. Okay. When you did, remember when you did the John Beeline, obviously you do, the John Beeline <laughs> project yeah, yeah. when we were at M Life, And like, that was great. I remember, I remember going into like that off season, we had probably just started working together and you were like itching and like, this isn't working for me. Like, I need to do other stuff. I need, you know, like I need a project. Right. And so we talked, I'm like, well, no one's ever profiled Beeline. Right. So let's just go do that. And you spent, you know, three months. Right. Wherever it was, you know, doing all this stuff, traveling around, getting all this great stuff, wrote this great story that was like this huge, I don't remember what the word count on it was, but it was massive, 8,000 8, before anybody <laughs> looked at it or edited it or, or whatever. And when it got time to go through the process, someone somewhere along the way, it suggested that we break that story up into like five miniature stories or something like that. And Correct. your boy here... <laughs> Basically, I thought he was going to quit. I thought he was going to walk out. I thought he was going to be done. And, you know, he fought for it and was like, we're not cutting it up into eight stories. I'll hit delete before we cut it up into eight stories. And after that, I probably already knew beforehand. But after that, I was like, okay, shit, I'll work with this guy forever because this is legit. Because that's bullshit. Like, and stood up for it. We got through it. It was a great story. Everybody loved it. And it was great. Like, that's the one thing that sticks out, I think, in my mind when I think about you know, those days is like, I remember, and we worked with Josh Lockter on that one too. Obviously Josh was yeah. on that one. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's my, my Brendan moment that I always go back to. Like when I think about work, um, because that was a big, that was a huge deal. And like, for that, like that thing almost got oh. turned sideways and like, people don't know that people don't, 
don't hear those <laughs> conversations. That's something that would never happen here, by the way, if we're being clear. That thing, that yeah, thing would yeah, have been edited and being... published immediately, but you know, <laughs> either way, we're glad it got uh, got to where it needed to go. There were there were some words yelled in that newsroom <laughs> that I probably should have just been fired on the spot, uh, if like, being yeah, perfectly like, honest. Well, that's the end of that. I remember telling Josh, I was like, well, we're going to have to find a new basketball writer because he's done. And he's just going to quit. Like, that's going to be the end of it. But either way, we made it. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I mean, the... Uh, if first of all, I want to I, I two one off the court, one uh one out of work, one all, in work. The uh, the first time that I think that we like hung out, hung out mm-hmm. was in Indy, maybe at the Final Four, and we were at what was that Bourbon Bar oh, in Indianapolis yeah, or whatever. I never tell you, I remember that. And man, like we sat there and like I think we had maybe had like beers together before, but we never mm-hmm. like you know put put in a night. <laughs> On the road together. <laughs> and man, like, low-key, you know, I was I just do the normal thing, right? When someone gets around, you get yourself around, mm. right? Someone orders a beer, yeah, just make it two. Just make it two. Just make it two. Dude, I was doing that to, at the bar, just like, just keeping up pace mm. with you. And I'm like, fuck me, man. Like, this guy <laughs> is a machine. Like, you just... I... I couldn't keep up, man. Yeah, well, that was I, like March. Yeah. We got to March. By the time in those days, you got to March. By the end of that, it was like let, whatever. Just keep them coming until I fall oh over my. and go to bed. I, I mean, I I want to know what the count was oh, that I that uh, I eventually just had to be like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm tapping. You know, I'll let me switch to just give me a little pour of Jameson to sip on. Like I can't just keep. I think I put on like fucking fifteen pounds sitting there. Um, but then. The work one, and you're going to have to fill in the blanks because this is just you talking about how angry I was that day reminded me of the time that I was the angriest that I've ever seen you. Um, and shit, I don't even remember the circumstances at all. We're in the newsroom. I don't know if it was a Hoke thing or a Harbaugh thing or something about a quote. I think and I know you what you're went about. nuclear. Nuclear. Do you remember what it, it was? It was a question about. Um... Something had happened, like a kid got in trouble or something. Right. Um, and somebody in charge of something was like, well, are we doing anything on this? I'm like, I already have done everything on right. it. And it was like, well, we need to know more. And I was like, what more do you need? I mean, this, you know, we have everything we need to have here, right? <laughs> we need to know why this happened. And it just kept happening like that and happening like that. And somebody said something about like, are you writing for the readers or are you writing to protect the team? And I was like, you have no idea what you're talking. You don't, you've never read anything I've written or talked to me. You're talking to the wrong person here, man. Like, (laughs) so that was the end of that. Yeah. It was one of those, a lot of cooks got into the kitchen and a lot of people who didn't know what they were talking about started voicing opinions and you just exploded bloated yep. and it was like you and me in a hallway and you're just raining and you're fuck this fuck <laughs> and I'm like and it was the same reaction to what you had yep. I, you know that day where I'm like that's, that's what I'm talking yeah. about like this is the dude this is the this dude's legit you know and uh yeah, yeah it, it's it's always fun because a lot of people are just passive and they just kind of take it right those, and that might have been I don't spots, even remember you know? how that precipitated <laughs> but for all I know that was somebody challenging somebody or whatever but it was like you can ask other people around here about that, not me. I'm, I'm not doing that one. So yeah, yeah right. Obviously, good stuff. Oh, good stuff. Good memories. What? Uh, right. What else you got? Okay, I got a bunch of what's happening with the Big Ten. What's happening with the Big Ten? Um, how about this one from Bob? And we don't have to get. I know this can get a little whatever, but it's for clarity's sake. Uh, could you go over the structure of the Big Ten a little bit? All this talk about the presidents, ADs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, who, is, who is in charge exactly? How do they make decisions? Uh, it seems, Bob says, it seems since Delaney left, there was a vacuum that multiple people parties are trying to fill. Um, hmm. That's good question. That is a good question. That's well stated. And I think the last sentence that Bob wrote there is a pretty Pretty solid observation, I would say. It seems, you know, he yeah. says it seems since Jim Delaney left, there's a vacuum that multiple people slash parties are trying to fill. I, I that, yes, I think that's fair, uh, and I think that's how things get so disjointed. Um, but to go over the structure again, 
you know, yeah, like like we've said a few times, it's the commissioner of the Big Ten is there, and he was hired by the presidents. The presidents of the fourteen schools um, are the collective operators, you know, runners, whatever you want to call it, of the league. They have one vote out of fourteen. Those fourteen vote. Kevin Warren doesn't have a vote on matters. I mean, when it comes to a vote, and this is what we, I think we mentioned this back in like the spring at some point, talking about all this. Delaney was always when we would have these like, you know, if you went to like football media days back in the day in like July around realignment time and stuff like Delaney would sit at this round table with 70 people around him and he would just start answering questions. He would just bang, bang. He would just answer questions all over the place. And he would just sit there, you know, arms folded in his chair with like this like stoic, confident look and nothing would ever catch him or trick him or trip him. But if you'd ever get to a question that you knew he was going to have a difficult time answering, he would just say, well, that's the president's decision. They run the league. So he was always quick to remind you, I don't make this happen. I strongly suggest to them what I think should happen. I educate them on what, you know, what is going on. I stay in contact with, you know, TV people. That was a big deal at the time, obviously the TV stuff, everything else. But ultimately it comes down to the decision of the presidents and Jim Delaney cannot could not then force a president into deciding something that they didn't want to decide. However, at the time, the Big Ten's trademark was we're all or nothing. Everybody, it's 14-0 or 0-14. Like, we're all voting together right. in the same. Uh, and I think the thing that's thrown this all for a loop and what where Bob points to at the end with the vacuum is that it wasn't unanimous in this situation. It's been made clear every day for the last 60 days or whatever that no – there were people in the Big Ten that wanted to play. There were people that in the Big Ten that didn't. There were more that didn't than did. And ultimately, you know, they could talk about specifics of a vote or a general consensus or whatever it is, but the people making those decisions are the presidents. Um, and in some levels, as we've said, a lot of the flack that's come from them, from people on, you know, the football side or an AD even in some instances, uh, is for lack of communication. And in some cases, I would I would think maybe the presidents would tell you, we tried to keep this away from them because we didn't want external influences on things that we didn't need external influences on. We wanted to make mm-hmm. this decision in a vacuum together without, you know, maybe being compromised, although that may have been short-sighted. So long-winded, but it really does start. And that's kind of, it's crazy. And it's, again, we tell Austin, and I, I think I've said this, if you told the alien from Mars, this whole situation, they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. But it right. is what it is, and that's that's the spot, and that's why it's so sort of hairy right now. And then you get into you know presidential situations too. I mean, you got the, those presidents are checked by boards and trustees who are politicians, who are political, who, who do have political parties. Not all of them, I suppose, and, and have rank and have right. rank on the presidents. They hire and fire the presidents. Correct. So the presidents aren't even in full control. Right. So it's uh, a lot of. Buck passing. It's just by nature. It's just, it's just how it's set up. And that's why you've seen what you've seen. It just wasn't, the system was not stable enough to handle a disaster like this. And um, that's the unfortunate side of it. And that's what we're seeing now. And even in the other leagues, I would say, the ones that are still going on, they still, they're going on blindly. They don't know how everything is going to look. That Mm -hmm. was their decision to go on blindly. The Big Ten's decision was not to go on blindly. And, you know, the consternation of maybe you should have gone on blindly and maybe you shouldn't have is really at the, at the heart of all this. Right. What do you, what do you say to the uh, folks who think Lansing has a significant voice in what these schools are doing? I would say they don't, I would say that that's, uh, that's political, a, a political agenda. Run. No, Gretchen Whitmer is not making a decision on whether or not Michigan, Michigan state can play football <laughs> in the fall. That's not a thing. Right. Um, that was never a thing from the start. It's not a thing today. Uh, I, she's, Pretty sure she said it a few times, I, and I get it that you know you don't we don't believe everything these people say because uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's proven that way. But I mean, like, no, it's not. That's not how this is going to go. Gretchen Whitmer's or her office had no. Same with the NFL. I mean, we we saw that we had that question asked back in like April. Is Gretchen Whitmer in the governor's office going to be able to stop the Detroit Lions from having a season? And my answer was after I got done laughing was no, absolutely not. She will have no say in any of that. Um, nor would any governor in that situation. It's just not how it's going to go. But that's, you know, that's, I, I could say that all day. And Good answer. People can believe it one way, one way or the other. This question from Graham Couch. Oh, there we go. 
which writer that both of you deal with regularly gets under your skin the most and why? And what would you do to that person if no one was looking? <laughs> what? <laughs> if no one was looking? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he got oh, pretty dark with that. Damn. Like, I don't know why he had to make the wording, like, gets under your skin the most. That has a, That's way too negative of a connotation. I don't think anyone gets no, under my skin. No, I don't have anybody. If anything, I try to get under other people's yeah, skin. Right. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the situation, I guess, right? Like, there are the ones that bother me, and they're not even writers. Um, it's these, it's these people who have created these like personas mm-hmm. that they just run around and couch. Not, no, no pun intended here because of Graham's last name, but like they, they like look at a situation and they, you know, the average eye could see where something's probably trending, and then they just like breaking news: this happened. And right. then three weeks later when it happens, well, I was I broke it, so I'm correct. And you don't have to look too hard if you're a member of this audience listening to what I'm saying here to know who I'm talking about on that one. There's a couple. Some do it better than others. And in some cases, I respect the hustle, to be quite honest. <laughs> because in some cases, some of these guys have... I mean, they've worked people over. They've convinced them that they know what's going on. I mean, it's just like, and it, you know, hey, everybody's... Can do whatever they want, but those are the things that probably will bother you the most. Some of it, some of it's harmless, and some of it's dumb and whatever. But sometimes right. it can be damaging um, beyond a point that I think most people really realize. Because right, it's just it's when you when you get careless with that sort of thing, as we've seen during all this stuff, just going all over the place, and uh, that's yeah. the stuff that gets it's the race. And it's not even the people in those spots. I mean, there are people at other outlets that will do the same thing. They'll just, well, that changed. So it's not, sure. I wasn't wrong. It changed. Well, no, you were wrong. And we need yeah. to make sure that we're keeping that at top of mind when we're reporting. And those are the things that bother you the most, but it's never one person or any individual. No. I don't think. The thing that used to bother me the most was people who like just didn't ask anything. were just kind of there just oh, yeah. getting audio and I like not, not actually doing it. I'm like, in my mind, if you have a credential, that is a participatory signal. Like you are there to do, we are to extract information. So if you're just there and not contributing to that greater goal, then you don't need a credential. You can just be sitting in the stands with, with everyone else, right? Um, so that used to bother me. It doesn't, I mean, I think I'm just because I'm old, I don't give a shit anymore. Like what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that just, like, and this isn't like get under my skin, but it's always like, so the, sometimes people who I'm like, man, I don't know how he does this. I don't know how you're wired to be able to do the job the way that you mm. do. That always, always, you know, I'm always like trying to dissect them a little bit. Like, but they're like Snyder was, you know, obviously a great friend of ours mm-hmm. and all that. But I would watch Mark work and I'd be like, what is this guy? Like, is he have batteries <laughs> yeah. in him or something? Like, what is going oh, is on? Happening? Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. you know, he would just be. I'd be like competing with him on basketball stories, and meanwhile, he'd be like writing football. You know, and I'm like, like, I didn't have any football. I was only writing about Michigan basketball and still felt like I had to compete with him and like everything, you know, and he was good and he was just on top of shit. And there's just people like that. Like I'm yeah. friends with, you know, Goodman, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and I've been out with Goodman and like Balancing having beers that, yeah. and stuff. And then I look at Twitter and like, he just like broke news, <laughs> like while we're sitting there and I'm like, when did that happen, man? Like, <laughs> you know, like. It's just uh, yeah. there's so many interesting people in uh, in this business, um, but yeah, I mean, I used to get annoyed and angry and mad, and I just, I try to dial it back. I try to <laughs> dial it back. Got to tell some, you know, some people just drive me, you know, crazy, yeah. you know, and it's just, and it'll be the way that they present stories or the way that things skew a certain way and shit like that, where I'm just like, dude, I don't have time for that. I think it's just it's just a matter of like we don't need to know the general public doesn't need to know that you know people. Okay? Like if something right. happened, write right. that it happened. If it didn't, don't write that it did. Like that's it. I don't care where you work. Like that that's that's gotta be the only guiding thing here. And I don't wanna hear after the fact when it didn't happen that, you know, well something changed, it wasn't my fault. No. That was your fault. Right. You changed right. you as a member of the media with an audience and a voice have that power. You don't get to just say something's happened when it hasn't happened. And mm-hmm. you don't get to just say that, you know, like, well, it, it's not, you know, I wasn't wrong or something after the fact or retroactive stuff. That's not how this works. So if something There's happened. so much. 
And because, like, look, you do get shit wrong sometimes. Oh, uh, sure. Right? Everybody does. It does. It it happens, and you're so much better off just owning it and being like, like, the, I don't know. Like, yeah. For Franz Wagner got to Michigan, like, I got it wrong. I reported that yeah, the NCAA he hadn't thing, yeah. signed a he hadn't signed a scholarship. Same here. Juwan talked on the radio, mentioned him, and I'm like, that's going to be an NCAA violation. And I'm told that they didn't have paper. And I was told yep. by like something reliable that they didn't have paperwork. Right. Right. And but they did. Yes. So when I had, when I had to own up to it on Twitter, I wasn't like I was told the wrong thing by a person. No, just was wrong. I got it wrong. Yeah, sorry. Apologies. Here's the, here's the actual situation yeah i just That's i just it. don't think i just think sometimes and i get it people can get a little defensive and competitive and competitive right. is great but you know sometimes it gets yeah. a little bit too far over the line and people lose track sometimes of getting stuff wrong is always damaging to someone on some level and you know it's best to try to make sure we avoid all those sort of situations yeah. but i don't know if i would do it <laughs> graham's question what would you do with them Two to them. I don't know. I think is Graham is Graham trying to get like into some kind of fist fight with one of us or something. That's know. a great. I mean, that's a deeper answer than uh, if we asked Graham the same thing on his radio show. Whether he would answer that question, I don't know. Do you think he would do it? He might. I do. Yeah, I do think would. he would. Probably do would. Yes. Twenty twenty. Graham would absolutely give that answer. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would think. I would think, and that's totally fine. Uh, can't can't answer can't answer Hondo anymore. No, he's left. <laughs> he's left. Uh, somebody asked me about Hondo the other day, and I was like, "He's in Vegas," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Yeah, that's right. Look, look it up. He's in Vegas, covering the Raiders." So funny stuff. Okay, all right. Okay, everybody, we've got another exciting sponsor to talk to you about today. Most of you, I think, are familiar with this one: uh, Homefield Premium Collegiate Apparel. T-shirts, sweatshirts. It's about to be sweatshirt season. I think that's an important thing to remember, too, as we go forward here. The Big Ten still trying to figure out what it's doing with college football. But home field will have you looking your best at the, what, the cider mill or the uh, all the other things you're going to have to do if there's no college football on the weekends. Yeah. I've already been to a petting zoo. I think I already had a question on that one. But if I had a home field shirt, maybe I would have uh, been a little bit more comfortable. They've got... Uh, the most comfortable vintage college apparel out there. That's an important thing to note. This isn't the junk you get off the, the rack at Walmart or Meyer if you're a uh, Michigan person. Uh, of course, Michigan State gear is fully available up on the Homefield website now for order. Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan, Northern Michigan, Detroit Mercy with some cool stuff. Um, all high-quality material, all vintage uh, and some crazy different logos that you've probably never seen before. I think there's also the, the Detroit more? Mercy shirt is is dope. It says like it, Titan. It's like Titan Country or something like that. It's this old like '70s logo. It's sweet. A lot of those. There's a lot of yeah. those. Slip, slippery Rock for for the Michigan fans out there. There is no Michigan stuff yet. Um, although I don't know if they will or won't end up having anything. But there are new school launches uh, across the board. All very cool. I think that's the biggest the biggest point, right? Is that it's all very high quality. Um, yeah. It all looks great. It's different. It's not the same stuff that you see, you know, with the block or the, you know, the, just the plain logo or whatever else. It's all different stuff that's high quality. Uh, you've got a school launch schedule coming out here too if you're fans of other schools. Auburn, I believe, just came out this week. Uh, Syracuse will be on the way. Uh, some other ones, Mizzou. Florida A&M, Florida State, Grambling, Vanderbilt, some stuff coming to you as the season goes on. So always stay tuned uh, to Homefield's Twitter account. They're super active at Homefield Apparel uh, with no, I think it's at Homefield Apparel with no E actually. Uh, Homefield, H-O-M-E, Field, A-P-P-A-R-L. And of course, as always, we have a uh, promo code for you. So, so show some school spirit for your favorite teams or alma mater. So I, Go to homefieldapparel.com and use the code BEAT, that's B-E-A-T, for 20% off your first purchase. That's homefieldapparel.com. Use the code BEAT for 20% off your first purchase today. Um, I got another question about the no coaches being fired. <laughs> that seems to be on top of mind here. Uh, Michigan College football fan asks, what is Nick Baumgartner's idea of a perfect Friday night? Oh, my, well, it depends on the era of my life we're talking about. In current situation, it would probably be a nice uh, quiet night where I could get a nap or something or sleep or mm -hmm. rest or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. A perfect Friday night? I mean, that's 
Probably something at home these days, I would say, with um, with the fam. Uh, maybe not with anything impending over my head for the next day would be nice. Like a Friday night without <laughs> anything coming Saturday or Sunday. Friday night with, with the knowledge that I'm not going to have to do anything Saturday or Sunday. And I can be at home with uh, family there. Maybe that would be my answer right now in the current situation. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair answer. Back in the day, it probably would have been different. Probably a little different. Probably a little different. Do you have an answer to that question at this point? Just Uh, I would say mine would be a a a killer dinner at a great a dinner restaurant, followed by a great concert at a great venue. Something like the National at the Masonic or someplace like that. I haven't been to a show in a long, long time. I know. Actually, man. no. I mean, I went to. I saw Smashing Pumpkins two summers ago at LCA. That was very good. They were good. Hmm. But beyond that, it's been a minute. Obviously, with this situation, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really, I miss. You miss I that miss going to shows, yeah, big time. I miss the. I when we were in, um, we went to Ford Field two weeks ago or last week, whatever it was, for uh, practice, and we sat there and watched practice with no fans in the stands as you know as we've done before in situations for sure. media practice but as we were sitting there and like I was sitting with Chris Burke and I was like this is just what's good. so this is what it's going to look like you know during a game <laughs> yeah with like weird ambient noise happening behind and that for the first time that's when I think I was like I think I'm going to miss these fans more than I more than yeah. I ever realized no it sucks yeah, man and I when think, something happens yeah. and you're just like Okay, that happened. You know, it's 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 hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's, like having like having been on the golf course when you know guys make huge putts yeah. and stuff like that. Like at the uh, BMW Championship two weeks ago, you know Dustin Johnson makes this ridiculous putt, and then John Rom drops an even more ridiculous putt on him one hole later in the playoff. And like, I mean, if that had happened with fans around that green, there would have been people like running across the green, just losing yeah. their minds. You know, like it would have just been total chaos, and it. Wasn't. No, yeah, it just happened, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Right, you're just like, well, it's a good shot. You know, yeah, right, exactly. Like, but yeah, exactly. I mean, that's going to be. I don't want it to feel normal, although I think it's going to feel normal. It's going to start feeling normal, but hopefully, it'll never fully. Yeah, I feel was normal. saying, I was saying to some folks that like after like my third, um, my third tournament, it started to be normal. Yeah, but then that then that tournament at BMW happened. And it didn't feel normal again. Right. And then this past week in Atlanta sucked because there was only 30 players in the yeah. field. So it's 30 players on a 500 acre property. And you're just yeah, wandering around. Play- and, they're, and they're playing for $15 million and there's no one there giving a shit. <laughs> right. You know, it was just, and like, you know, Dustin Johnson had this pretty good sized lead. So the play, so it, like the tournament had no juice as it was. Mm-hmm. And then there's nobody there to give it any juice. And it was just like this thing that just came and went. Yeah. And it was over, you know, and two or three years ago, whatever was when that was the, that was the same tournament that Tiger Woods won. It was his first, his first win after his return. And then he later won the masters, but that was the one where he was walking down the fairway and there was like 5,000 people running up the fairway to surround the green. Like this just iconic scene. Right. And you're like, that feels like it was a century ago at this point, you know? I think they've done a nice job on TV for the most mm-hmm. part to give people like the NBA games. I can stay in those and I don't get, I don't notice it as much. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think those, those pictures in the background have anything to do with it or whatever. Those like TV screens that they have up there or whatever. But like, I think they've done a nice job on TV, but like being in the building or being at the course, like you're saying, it's a, uh, even training camp practices, I guess, you know, because normally there are fans out there for that, and there wasn't. Right. And, and that's different, too. So, I don't know. I don't know. We got on a tangent there, right. but it'll be weird. It remains weird. Remains weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else? Um, let's... Uh, Nezzy asked if Tiger Woods is going to win the U.S. Open by more than three strokes. I think that's uh, tongue-in-cheek. Tiger Woods ain't winning this week. Um, I think my pick will be Xander Shoffley. I think he maybe gets it done. He's definitely owed it um, after kind of getting screwed this week. But do you know how this works? Did, did no. you pay any attention to this thing? This tournament is crazy. It's a, They have like a staggered scoring system, so it uses all of um, – it's. 
your points that you accumulate yeah. through the PGA Tour season. And then for the Tour Championship, based on those points, the 30 final guys, they have a staggered leaderboard before the tournament even starts. Oh. So, like, Dustin Johnson was number one in the standing, so he started the tournament at 10 under. The guy who was number two, I guess it would have been Rom, was number two in points. He started at eight under. What the hell? Guy at three was at seven under. Guy at four was at six under and so forth. Yeah. And then they started play in the tournament with those scores already established. So Dustin Johnson won. Um, But, like, if you took the actual scores Mm. of the tournament, he finished third. Somebody else finished first. (laughs) This is just so, what a, it's just a, what a time a to be alive. This is just a, a cluster. Every, yeah, the Tigers lost nineteen to nothing yesterday. Gave up twenty one <laughs> hits and only had two in return. I mean, you've got crazy stuff happening all over the place. In some ways, this is like a, a, such a like I don't. I have no idea how the football season is going to go. Right for the NFL, like people keep asking, like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? I'm like, well, if they get through four quarters with with fifty three guys still standing, I think that's going to be an accomplishment on some level. But it's like there's a lot of weird stuff that's happening that's kind of cool, but it's also like when you look at it, you're like, what is going on still? Like some of it's still so weird. But, hey, it's something. Um, I think I've gotten used to more of it than I ever thought I would, but uh, right. I do miss those fans for sure. That is uh, yeah, it something that uh, is, is hitting more than I – like even this week when they talked about that tournament – like the NCAA tournament, like the, the the idea of all the teams getting in. Like, I just thought about that for a second. Like, what would that look like? I'm like, well, it was probably going to be without fans, and that's going to be weird, but I guess, okay, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll see. So, we'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, that, that, that idea seemed to come and go rather quickly. Dan Gavitt released a statement today saying they're not exploring that. So, we'll see. I mean, just, you know, the likes of Krzyzewski have their name kind of behind it, so we'll see. Well, we'll see how quickly they actually back off. force it into yeah, there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Football um, has taught us anything. You can always call a lawyer and uh, get them involved, see what happens. Uh, there, Dan <laughs> Gavitt, before everything is all said and done. But uh, uh, see how that goes. We got anything else? I think that's it, my man. All right. All right. Write us out of here. All right. Well, good stuff, man. Um, we appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate everyone subscribing. If you haven't, please uh, head to The Athletic. Grab yourself a subscription right now for a dollar a month starting out. Um, and uh, now more than ever, be sure to keep supporting those bartenders and servers out there. Maybe uh, get yourself a takeout meal tonight. Maybe uh, get a little outside dining somewhere. And uh, when that check comes, make sure you're a little generous to folks who are trying to make ends meet in uh, the worst of ways. So thanks for listening. Happy farewell to the county, the place where I